0: If you notice in your bulletin, I made an error. Yes, pastors make mistakes. When I emailed the title in, I, I emailed it wrong. If you look in the bulletin, I believe it says planted, pressured, and dead. Uh, but the sermon is actually entitled buried, pressured, and dead. Is there something I need to do? Oh, yeah, it's only showing, there we go, I was connected to the young adult one, my mistake again. (laughs) All right, so, buried, pressured, and dead, the the subtext is roots, diamonds, and new life, and I promise you this will make sense as we move forward. Today, I want to talk to you about the Christian walk, the Christian walk. It's not always easy. It's not always fun. Sometimes it's scary, hard, difficult, painful, frustrating. You can put in your, your own words there. So what do we do about it? What do we do about it, right? I, I mean, a, a Christian walk is something we are seeking after. We're calling other people to want to be a part of it. But when we're honest, it's not always easy. And we as humans, sometimes um, the desire is to move away from things that are difficult, frustrating, hard. You know, sometimes the greatest change we can make in our lives is learning to change the way we view things. Learning to change the way we view things. Think about this concept of buried, buried, is being planted or buried good or bad? Good or bad? What are some bad things that people can bury? Trash, right? I mean, for, for, for centuries, people have been burying trash. Another thing, there, there's some, some sad emotions attached when, when somebody dies, when somebody passes away, right? And we bury their body in the ground. But then there are also some good things in connection with being planted or buried. Think about seeds, right? In order to grow plants and trees and fruits and vegetables, you've got to take a seed and plant it, bury it in the soil. And another thing, once again, something that has been going on for centuries, is taking treasure something beautiful, something expensive, something meaningful, and burying it so it's safe for a later time. And we know this has been going on for hundreds, yea, thousands of years because we find buried treasure to this day. And we even see Jesus talking about buried treasure, right, in one of his parables. What about pressure? What are ways in which pressure is bad? You know, those of you with, with allergies, sinus pressure, right? Some of, some of us that maybe struggle with anxiety from time to time, chest pressure, not fun. What about being pressured to do something you don't want to do? Something we call peer pressure, right? That's not, that's not good. That, that's the bad type of pressure, But in what ways is pressure a good thing? Good thing. Those of you doctors and nurses in the room, when somebody has an open wound, before it can get stitched up, it's good to put pressure on it, right? To keep it from bleeding. Or what about, we talked about being pressured by other people, what about being pressured by someone to do something that maybe you don't want to do, but you know that you should? You know it's good for you to do it. That's a, a, a good form of peer pressure. And then what about death? Ways in which death is bad, right? I mean, I, I think that we all know the sadness that comes when a human life has ended. The, the death of our, our mortal bodies but even on a, on a smaller level when our our phone batteries die or our car batteries die it's not it's not good not not fun but when is death a good thing? when is death a good thing? now I know not everybody in here um, can relate to this, but for those of you that Do eat meat. Um, When you eat that meat, it's good that it's dead beforehand, right? That meat or that fish, but what about on a more spiritual level? When is death a good thing? When a resurrection is needed. When a resurrection is needed. When a seed is planted, it leads to root growth, When carbon is put under pressure, it leads to a diamond, and we'll talk about the science about that for those of you science-minded folks that are saying, uh-uh, wait, Pastor. And then when something dies, it can lead to a new life, a new life. So let's take some time this morning and contemplate roots, diamonds, and a new life. I'd like to say a few words about Chinese bamboo. Chinese bamboo. Once you plant it, you need to water it and nurture it and fertilize it. That's not much different from any plant, any seed that you put into the ground. But with Chinese bamboo, nothing happens in that first year. You do the same thing the next year and still... You don't see anything happening. You will see no results for one, two, three, four years. Four years, you don't see any results. You're waiting for those results, and you're not seeing any evidence of progress, any evidence of the work that you are putting in. Can you imagine yourself doing the same thing every day, not having any evidence that your efforts are paying off? Maybe you know about some of those things. The only thing you know is that the results are sure to come. That's what you've heard. They're supposed to come in four years. When you're planting Chinese bamboo, it takes some faith. But what happens on the fifth year is simply amazing. One morning you wake up and you see a a small bamboo sprig. Then the next day, an even bigger one. And within five weeks, that sprig has grown to 90 feet. 90 feet in five weeks. What do you think? Did it do all of that growing in just five weeks? Or had it been actually growing for the past four years You just didn't see it. You just didn't see it with your own eyes. The bamboo, it was growing underground the entire time, the entire time, without visible evidence, but it was growing. It was developing the solid root system necessary to support the height and weight of that bamboo stalk for a lifetime, for a lifetime. Sort of this concept we talk about in our lives of laying a firm foundation for the future. Is there anything that you think we could learn from Chinese bamboo? I think there are a few things. One, it all starts with a solid root system. It all starts with a solid root system. Are you, dear friends, grounded and rooted in Christ? Simple question, not always a simple answer. Are you grounded and rooted in Christ? As a Christian, you have taken his name as your own. You realize that, right? And there's there's a commandment, I think it's often taken out of context about taking the Lord's name in vain. I think that has less to do with cursing and more to do with representing that name that you've taken as yours. Do you daily allow his spirit to influence your thoughts and actions? Do you do the right thing when nobody is watching? Are you trustworthy? Do you keep your commitments? Do you encourage others, or do you spend time putting them down? Do your words line up with your actions or do you contradict them? Do you strive to always do the most loving thing? Maybe I'm stepping on your toes. That's okay. I'm stepping on my own too. This is why we need to daily commit our lives to Christ. Recommitment. More on that later. But another thing that we can uh, learn from Chinese bamboo is that it takes small actions every day. Small actions every day. In the early days, the bamboo does not just grow huge overnight. It just doesn't happen. And in life, real success takes time, diligent effort. Sometimes we're not seeing the fruits of our labor right away. The same goes with becoming more like Jesus, becoming more like Jesus. I meet a lot of people that think that when they get into the waters of baptism, they will come out and all their problems will be gone and they will be a perfect saint acting like Jesus in character, in word, in action every single day, no mistakes. Now, that's a great goal to have, but the reality often doesn't play out that way. And if we go into it with that mindset, it's easy to get discouraged. But if we realize that we have a root system growing every single day connected to Christ, we can keep going even when we mess up, even when we make mistakes, even when we don't see the fruits of our labor. You become more like him by seeking him every day. And I'm not just talking about Bible study. Bible study is great, but it's got to be more than that. How often do you serve others? How often do you pray? How often do you pray for others? How often do you put others' needs before your own? Mercy, That's, that's the hard one, right? How often do you seek Christ's guidance in your life? The third thing we can learn from Chinese bamboo is that the Christian journey takes persistence, patience, and faith. Persistence, patience, and faith. Does the Bible confuse you sometimes? Do the people in your church frustrate and anger you at times? Do you ever feel like maybe God isn't hearing your prayers? Do you feel like maybe church leaders aren't listening, they don't hear your concerns, your worries, your fears, that they fall on deaf ears? Do you ever feel like some people maybe just have it easier than you? Be persistent. Keep pushing forward wherever you feel God is calling you. Be patient. Things may not always go your way. We live in a sinful world. We're in a battle with an enemy. Sometimes that enemy is looking at us in the mirror each morning. Bad things happen to all of us, but they do not need to define who we are in Christ. Amen. circumstances they're not the issue a lot of the times it's how we deal with them be faithful god has called you and me to follow him to follow him don't allow your anger or frustrations or fear or concerns get in the way of that Those things will pop up, yes, but don't allow them to paralyze you from moving forward in your walk with Christ. What about diamonds? Diamonds, they're formed from carbon. Diamonds are beautiful. I don't think anyone's going to debate that. Diamonds are also the hardest naturally occurring material known to mankind. I know that when I was growing up, I always wondered why my mother and my grandmother removed their wedding rings whenever they would play dominoes in the kitchen on the glass table. Later, I learned it was because the diamonds on their wedding rings could literally scratch into the glass of that table. Now, to be clear, not all diamonds come from coal. That's a scientific fact. Most diamonds are not formed from coal. The only diamonds that can be made from coal are artificially made. But for the sake of this illustration, (laughs) I do want to talk about the fact that carbon, which makes up about 50 to 90% of coal, under pressure can create a beautiful diamond. Something that isn't so pretty, under pressure, can become beautiful. Is it possible, dear friends, that God can use those difficult situations and challenges in our lives to change us into something beautiful? And I believe that if we are being changed and formed and molded into the image of Christ, we are becoming more beautiful. I haven't found anything more beautiful than Jesus. I have found a very close second, and I put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> The Bible talks multiple times about us being like gold refined in a fire. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to be inside of a fire. It's not fun. But in these illustrations, the gold does represent us, and the fire represents those hard times, those difficult circumstances that we all face in our lives. If we're following after God, In allowing his spirit to work in our lives, he can use our difficult situations to change our character. Changing character doesn't happen overnight. But with God's help, it can happen over time. If we allow him, he will make us more like Jesus. He will make us more like Jesus. Something that has been helpful to me to stop looking at the challenges and pressures in life as bad things is to instead learn to look at them as opportunities. Bad things, difficult circumstances, hard times... Look at them as opportunities, opportunities to grow, opportunities to learn, opportunities to listen, opportunities to trust more in God. If we're honest, we trust way too much in ourselves. I know that that is something that I have made a point to work on this year. When a problem arises, instead of trying to instantly think of how TJ can solve it, take it to the Lord. Maybe there are things I can do, but I need to take it to God first. Because I've lost count of how many times I've worried and stressed and tried to solve a problem, and I've just wasted time and effort. And then God shows up and is like, I got you. (laughs) I had you all along. My door was open. Where were you? (laughs) Give it to God. I'd like to share two texts from Scripture that I've also found helpful in my life. The first is from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. It says, count it all joy, all joy, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking, say it with me, nothing. Lacking nothing. Wow. The pressures and difficult times we go through in this life can lead to a completely changed character and outlook on life. We have to ask ourselves, though, Am I willing to allow God to work in my life through the hard times? And will I choose to react positively in negative situations? Am I willing to allow God to work in my life through hard times? And will I choose to react positively in negative situations? Easier said than done, but nothing is impossible with God. The next verse takes us to the Gospel of John, and this is Jesus speaking here. Red letters. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. (sighs) Just let that breath out. Let those words from Jesus sink in. In me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. That's the reality. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Jesus lets us know that while we are living in this sinful world, not everything is going to be perfect. We will face tribulations, yet he calls us to be positive in the face of of tribulations and let me tell you dear friends when you live and act that way the people in your life that maybe don't know Jesus they're going to notice that and they're going to start asking questions how do you have such a calm peaceful demeanor while we're all running around like chickens with our heads cut off When we're worrying and stressing and and, and falling apart, how can you hold it all together? And it's a beautiful opportunity to not take the credit, but to give the credit to God. An extended invitation, letting them know that they can have the same experience. Jesus overcame the world, and he will give us the power needed to do the same. So the title of today's sermon is Buried, Pressured, and Dead. We've talked about being planted or or rooted or buried. We've talked about being pressured or challenged. But now we need to talk about dying. It's easy to get uncomfortable when we start talking about death was our death, and that is true. He died in our place so that we do not have to experience the second death. But we rarely talk about the fact that Christ's life was also our life. All we have to do is accept it and believe it in faith. That's what baptism represents. It's a symbol of Christ's death. Burial and resurrection. And when we go into that water, dying to self, we come out of that water, resurrected as new creatures in Christ, in the same way that Christ rose from the grave on that Easter Sunday. First Corinthians 15:31, I affirm by boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die li- daily. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. So Paul here, he's saying he dies daily. Daily. It's not an experience that you just had one time when you got baptized. It's a daily experience. Now, obviously, he's not speaking about physically dying, right? We're not talking about zombie Paul here. He's talking spiritual terms. Spiritual terms. What does it mean to die spiritually? he dies to his own desires he dies to his selfishness he dies to his selfish attitudes he dies to his angry words etc cetera, etc cetera. now this next verse that i'm going to share to you it's going to bring us to the crux of the matter powerful verse jesus is going to tie this whole sermon together for us buried pressured and dead John 12, 24, most assuredly, I say to you, he's speaking to you, dear friends, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. A seed is not alive in and of itself. It's what's inside of that seed that has the potential for life. If a seed is not willing to die, break apart, fall away, then the embryo of a plant inside of it will never grow and thrive. That's just the truth. And the other truth is that we are the same way. We are born into this world like a dried up seed. This sinful world has taken our life away from us. But when we accept Jesus into our hearts, all of that changes. All of that changes. When we accept his death on the cross as our own death, it allows the beautiful life that is inside of us through his spirit to grow and to thrive. And what's cool is that that life can give new life to others as well. Are we willing to share it? This is how Paul can say in 1 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In the context of Christ. Beautiful. Christ has offered to make you new. Will you accept it? Will you accept it? Will you let him do the work in your life? When you feel that you've been buried, buried by doubt, buried by stress, buried by fear, buried by negative emotions, buried by this life, remember the Chinese bamboo. Know that God is working in your life. He's working even when you might not see it, even when you might not feel it. You might not always see the progress. You might not always feel that he is near, but in those moments, dear friends, remember the Chinese bamboo. Where's your foundation? Where are your roots? Are you rooted in Christ? When you feel that you are being pressured, pressured by other people to step off the path that God has laid for your life, pressured by the challenges in your life to become bitter, pressured by your own negative emotions to give up, remember the diamond formed under pressure into a beautiful, strong thing. Are you allowing God to speak to you through tough situations? Are you allowing God to lead you through difficult times? Are you willing to look at life's challenges as opportunities to grow, to change, and to learn? Rejoice in the knowledge that Christ's death was your death. When you accepted Jesus' death on your behalf, you became a new creation, a new person, different from the person that you were, the person the enemy wanted you to be. But when you die to self, you receive a new life in Christ. His life is your life. So yes, we've been buried, pressured, and dead to our old selves. This should not be seen as a bad thing, but instead a good thing. This is Christianity. This is the new life that Christ has laid out for you. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Maybe there is someone here who has never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And after hearing this message, you are now saying, I want to be planted. I want to be challenged I want to die to my old self and become that new creation in Christ. Have that new life in Jesus. And maybe there is someone here who has already accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And after hearing this message, you've decided, I want to recommit my life to Christ. I want to be planted. I want to be challenged. I want to die to my old self and accept that new life as it can only be found in Christ. If that is you, I want to give you the opportunity to pray about it. We've been talking for a couple months now that, that we here at the Edmund Church, we want to be more focused on prayer. We want to be more intentional about listening to God, but also listening to you. And so I want to invite Gary up as our elder in charge today, and we're going to start doing this week after week. And I know that Pastor Walter has done similar things at the Central Church, and I think it's powerful. So if you've been stirred by this message today, or maybe there is a specific need you have, a specific prayer request that you have, I want to invite you forward. I'm going to have the closing prayer. And then I'm going to step down. Gary is over here. After the closing prayer, you are all free to leave. But if you want some special prayer, if you want to talk to myself or to Gary, please stick around. Please come forward. Let's talk. Let's pray. Would you bow your heads with me at this time? Our loving, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you for his love. We thank you for his sacrifice. We thank you for his example. Lord, through faith, we accept his death as our death. We accept his resurrected life as our new life. Lord, convict us. Speak to our hearts that we may daily be rooted in Christ. Lord, we give ourselves to you now. We want that firm foundation built upon you so that we can go forth and share your good news message with a world that is dying to hear it. Lord, may we leave here changed because we spent time with you and with each other, and we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.